Yo, yo, yo. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. Really excited to be with all of you tonight. Hope everyone had a great week and is getting pumped up for another week ahead here. Let me know for those of you listening in live, you know, where you're tuning in from. Super curious to see. Um, Javante says Savannah. That's where my sister and her husband just moved. Savannah, Georgia. Let, let me know where you guys tuning in from. And guys, just so you know, um, if you are listening to the recording of this, you know, a great place for you to be able to network and find other like-minded individuals would be to jump on Sunday Service Live. Um, we do this every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Arizona time. Uh, myself, uh, let me introduce myself. My name is Cody Barton. Uh, my business partner, Pace Morby, and I have been doing the Sunday Service podcast now for oh, this summer is going to be three years, which is pretty crazy, honestly. Like three, three years that we've been going on every Sunday night. Um, and we're, we're happy to be here and I am super, super excited to, you know, jump into, to tonight's call. Um, but for those that may be tuning in for the first time, um, what the heck is Sunday service? Why, what, what's this thing about? So, um, essentially Pace and I, when we got together and started in, we, you know, combined forces with our companies, we essentially, one of the things that we always talked about was there's not really a community out there to really plug into that you can actually, you know, get answers to your real questions and to be able to, you know, find a group that actually is going to be able to help you. And so, um, so we talked about, you know, doing a call, uh, or, you know, it, it's, this started out as just a phone call. Like people would literally dial into a conference line and listen to us. And we would just talk about, what was working in our real estate business, what wasn't working in our business. And then it turned into um, going on Instagram live and then, you know, all the way to today, which obviously we are streaming on YouTube, Facebook, and, and a few other uh, platforms. And so, um, you know, from this, if you don't already know, um, there is a very active online community as well that we have. Um, there's a free group that you can go and get involved with. So if you're, you know, maybe just getting started in real estate, you're trying to find a community or trying to squat up and find other like-minded individuals like yourself, um, you could jump over to Facebook and go in the search bar and search creative finance with Pace Morby. And when that group comes up, jump into that group, introduce yourself and, you know, look for finding you know, there, you can look to find a lot of great people in there. You know, there's tons of tons of value in there. Um, and, and it's a great place to, to be able to find help and, you know, whatever market. I mean, Christian saying, I've done so many deals with people in that group. I mean, literally, literally a free Facebook group community for you to be able to jump into. So um, just wanted to share that quick history for those that didn't know where Sunday service came from, what happened there. Um, just so you guys know. Pace is literally as we speak on a plane flying home from Boston to Arizona right now. So unfortunately, he's not going to be joining us tonight. Uh, but he did throw this topic at me. He's like, Cody, he's like, there's so many people that, uh, you know, need help in their business. There's so many people that, you know, where they want to hustle, but they don't have the resources to be able to do it. And every, you know, now and then, Pace gets a crazy idea, gets a wild hair up his butt, and he's like, let's freaking, let's give away some money tonight. 
let's give away some money. And I'm like, okay, well, we're not going to just give away money. Like we got to give them something that they can use and learn and be able to make money with. Right. And so he's like, okay, well, let's give away, let's give away some lists. So that's what we're going to be doing on this live this evening is going to be giving away some data uh, from batch leads. So we're going to pull some lists and batch leads. I'm going to take a few people that you know, share what markets they're in. We'll probably do some of the Sunshine State markets and pull those. And what we're going to do is get those lists shared with the sub two students. And then the sub two students could then share those with other non sub two students. So for those of you that are sub two students, you can get access to the list. Mention that in the Facebook group. Um, and then from there, what we'll do is, you know, you can connect with the sub two student to squat up with, you know, that, so that's, uh, you know, the reason that, you know, Pace wanted to do that is to encourage the squatting up and like, what the heck is squatting up, especially if you're like new. So squatting up is essentially just finding somebody that maybe is in the same local market as you, maybe not, uh, but finding somebody that, you know, you can, you know, network with that, that you can, you know, have uh, you know, good conversations with around your goals and where you're trying to go and that you could have, you know, uh, kind of some masterminding sessions between each other. And, you know, maybe one of you has, um, uh, maybe one of you has a, um, you know, for example, has some money that you could spend on some marketing and somebody else doesn't have money, but you have time so you can hustle. So whatever that is that you have, I mean, totally um you know that that's the whole purpose of squatting up is finding someone seeing where you can mesh and where you can add value to each other and help each other out so connor says last week's sunday service donations become this week's list yes i pace is crazy i'm like dude you gotta stop giving away money all the time it's stressing me out man but you know we're we're gonna do it that's what we're doing tonight so we're gonna we're gonna rock with it so um we will pull some lists. Um, I'm probably going to take two to three markets, depending. Um, this may spread into next week as well, because I don't want to rush it. Um, so we may not get all of it out tonight, but we will get for sure at least two lists pulled this evening so we can rock with that. So without further ado, I the first market that I saw somebody say they wanted actually uh literally before i even asked like what market were you guys what market would you guys like to do somebody said jacksonville jacksonville florida so that's going to be the first one that i pull i gotta find who who said that on here hunter stocks said jacksonville literally exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point so that's what we're going to do. We're going to pull some some lists in Jacksonville. So I'm going to take a little bit of audience participation here. Uh, what type of list do you think I should pull? So we are going to spend a few hundred dollars on this. Somebody St. Manuel says pre-foreclosure. Um, you know, I want to get some, some feedback from the audience. Like what type of list do you think that we should pull in Jacksonville, Florida? I've, I see you guys saying Memphis, South Carolina, all these different markets, but what type of list? We're sticking with residential properties. We're going to do residential. Um, but is there a certain, you know, pre-foreclosure, absentee? Or do you guys just want me to say, go with what you would pull in that market, Cody? That's also okay too. And I'll go with either one. 
So we have some lot of pre foreclosures. Okay, I think pre foreclosures are definitely the ones that are standing out the most. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah, there's probably at least 20 pre foreclosures on here. So let's do Victoria says you choose. I think I'm going to go with the masses and choose to do the pre foreclosures. So let's let's rock with that. Um, I'm going to screen share. So obviously, if you're listening to this and it's not live, then that's okay. Um, you probably want to watch the uh, at least the video version of this. Um, but here we go. Let me let me get us into batch leads. And by the way, guys, uh, batch leads is actually our sponsor of Sunday service. So while I'm doing this, if you don't already have a batch leads account set up, you can use batchleads.io forward slash Sunday and get access to 5,000 free records uh, that you can then, you know, skip trace, cold call, text, whatever, whatever you want to do with it. So I'm going to leave that there. Um, for those that have not used it before, you can get set up there. But all right, let's rock and roll and share my screen here. And since I do not have Pace here to help me out with you know, questions as I'm going through this, I'm going to just kind of run through it. I'll probably bounce back once or twice as I'm going through it, but I don't want to make it too confusing um, with me going back and forth here. Uh, but let's go ahead and dive into batch leads. And for those that may have seen this, you know, some of this might be very basic for you, but for those that have never seen it, you know, looks like we're doing something crazy. So if you're somewhere in the middle, let's have some fun with it. So I'm going to share my screen. Bam. Okay. So we are on the dashboard of batch leads. And what we're going to go ahead and do is go over to, there's all these different tabs on the side, but we're going to go to list search. That's what we want to, to do. And then it is pretty simple to actually get a list pulled here. So what we're going to do is type in Jacksonville, Florida. We're going to go ahead and search. All right. And then what we're going to do is we want pre foreclosures. So it looks, if you guys can see this, there's 331,000, 331,000 uh, records that come up that are just in Jacksonville. But obviously, we need to narrow this down. Something that you can do um, just to make it really easy, guys, if you just want to, if you don't want to do too much of an in depth criteria, you could just do a quick filter and just select. Uh, directly onto the pre foreclosure properties here. So if I wanted to, I could just select, you know, these 847 properties that are in pre foreclosure. But the thing is, I want to I want to get a little bit more niched down on these records. So usually I, I like to have the kind of the median price and below that we're going to market to. And the reason and, and there's no there's no problem with marketing to higher end properties in the market that you're in. Uh, but for the marketing that Pace and I have always done, we've always stuck with the median home price because there is the most amount of buyers. And if we're going to be marketing for properties that we're going to either rent or to be reselling, we want to go to where there's the most amount of buyers that could buy. We want to go to the price point that the most amount of renters can rent. We don't want to be in too high of a price point. We also don't want to be, we don't want to be in like the slums either. You know, we like to be 
in, in the property where it's, you know, great working class families that, you know, have have good jobs um, that really want to be in those areas. And, you know, they're generally safe, so to speak, depending on the area, but generally good areas. Right. So that's the type of stuff we like to market to. So um, I'm just going to type in. So this is median home price, Jacksonville, Florida, because I have no freaking idea, guys. I don't know what the median home price is here. Um, Realtor.com in April 2022, median listing home price is 299,000. Trended up 20% year over year. Can we say inflation? Anybody? Inflation. Because uh, obviously, as most most of you have seen, um, prices have went up. The cost of gas has went up. The cost of food has went up. The cost of rent has gone up. The cost of real estate has gone up. All the things have went up. So, um, yes, you know that that. Sorry for the tangent there, but it is kind of crazy seeing how much things have uh, went up in value um, or lost the dollar, the dollar losing value more per se. So, um, so this is something that I just look at though. So if you're in a new market and you're like, how the, I don't know really, you know, what, what's the median price? Literally just a quick Google search. So I'm going to want properties that are $300,000 and below. So I'm going to jump back over to batch and I'm going to take a peek and see what, uh, well, first of all, I'm going to make sure I'm looking at residential properties because that's what I want to be focusing on. Um, property types. Um, I'm going to just pick, let's pick single family. Let's take, um, let's throw in duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes in that as well. Those are all considered residential properties also. And let's roll with that. Let's see what we get from those. And then the other thing I'm going to do is MLS status, uh, which is multiple listing service for the market in Jacksonville, uh, meaning is it listed with a realtor right now or not? I do not want ones that are listed with a realtor. So I'm going to select no on that section. Uh, and then from there, what we're going to do is we're going to select apply and see how many records. We're going to go from 847 to... on here let me see to do with that filter now we have 651 i'm going to jump back real quick just to make sure there's no questions as i'm looking through this and for those that are saying hey go to other markets hang on i want to get through this real quick okay all right Ezra says it's a crazy world we're living in. Yes, I'm assuming that was into uh, inflation and prices going up. All right, let's. So Hunter is saying uh, median is about 250. So it looks like it's about 300 now, just based on some of those changes that that occurred. So um, let me. I'm going to jump back over, sharing my screen, but just want to make sure I didn't miss any questions. All right. Okay, so now we have 651 records. Um, that's really not that many, but we're gonna pull we're gonna pull this list regardless. So let's go ahead, select all, and we are just going to we're gonna call this our Jacksonville, uh, just our Jacksonville list, and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna tag this foreclosures for Jacksonville. So 
I need to make a note for my homework after this live so that I get these in a Google Drive to get to the sub two students. Okay, so we got 651. I want to do another market and change up the criteria a little bit. Because this, what I did, guys, is I just have the list pulled. Let's see if it's actually ready. Maybe I can actually skip trace it. I'm not going to go and show, you know, the process every single time, but I'll go through it at least, you know, once on here. So let's go ahead. I'm going to grab uh, the filter and see the Jacksonville list that I pulled and see if those are ready to be skip traced. So it looks like they're still importing in. So I will take a second and let's look at another market. You know what? I, I saw this a few times on here. Um, so Colton says Savannah. I'm So I'm going to do Savannah. And the reason why is because my sister and her husband are there. And I actually, uh, I'm a private money lender for fix and flips that they do in uh, in Savannah. So that would be a win-win for me as well on the giveaway. Hopefully you get a deal. Maybe you could sell it to my sister and her husband, and then maybe I could lend the money on it. That would be that would be pretty freaking cool. Um, so I'm I'm gonna do Savannah, Georgia. I've never I've never actually looked at pulling a list there either. Um, man, there's uh, I saw somebody uh, posted a message on Hey, how do you know? Hey, Cody, how do you uh, how do you comp properties? Um, I have a YouTube video actually on my uh, on my YouTube channel. Um, if you want to jump over to there or you could bookmark the link, literally type in Cody Barton, how to comp, and it will probably pop up there. You could jump over to my channel and watch those. I go over in specifics, like how you comp, you know, single family versus condos versus townhomes versus manufactured homes and like the, uh, the way that an appraiser is going to look at the value of a property. So I go through that specifically on my channel. Um, it is important to know how to comp. So, you know, you could watch the video, you could practice uh, using batch leads, you could practice using Zillow, you could practice using a few different platforms to do that. All right. Um, so while... I was talking there. I'm going to jump over and see. See if that list finished uploading so I could skip trace that bad boy. And just while we're at it, uh, while we're waiting here, Pace and I are looking to buy more creative finance deals. Whoops. Uh, Really, any market where it makes sense for Airbnb, we're open to buying creative finance properties. Uh, we're open to buying fix and flips, creative finance stuff in Arizona. I will make sure to post our uh, our real estate operations manager's email on here. Her name's Molly, uh, just in case anyone has deals they want to send our way. Okay, so we have our 651 Jacksonville properties. What we're going to go ahead and do is we are going to, we have selected all of those. We're going to skip trace these, Jacksonville. We're spending some of Pace's money, guys. Don't, don't, don't tell them. Okay, so we are adding some, adding some tokens into our, 
into our batch leads account here. Okay, so we have our Jacksonville skip trace of uh, pre-foreclosures. Got that. So I am literally just going to skip trace them. So now what's going to happen? They're going to be skip traced. I could then I could export those. Uh, I could export these properties out of batch leads, put them in call tools. I could push them right over into batch dialer if I'm going to be using that. I could put that export them, put them into some text platform if I want to do that. I could export them into a, a mailing platform if I want to do that. So you have a lot of options of what you want to do with that data once you actually have it. Um, so hopefully that helps, but let's go ahead and jump back over here. Saying NFT real estate. Okay, so I'm dropping this email in here. The bet I saw Hector says, what's the best way for us to do business together? Maybe that was in relation to us, or maybe that was somebody else in the comments, but I'm going to take that as that was in relation to uh, Pace and myself. So if you, if you are in a market where Airbnb would be great, Pace and I are looking to buy subject to properties, seller finance properties anywhere in the US when it comes to sub two or seller carries, as long as it's a good Airbnb market. Um, or if you have a deal pretty much in anywhere in Arizona that's sub to seller carry, or that could be a cash deal that could be wholesale price for us to purchase to fix and flip, happy to buy those deals as well. You can send an email to molly at americahomeoffers.com and send any deal details, anything that you want her to have our team look at, and we could see if it's something that would work for us. So hopefully... We could do some business together, Hector and everybody else. So let me see here. Hunter says Jacksonville Beach is popping off with Airbnbs. I will be on the hunt. Let's do it, man. I, I'm excited to uh I'm definitely excited to be able to to buy some more in Florida. We're working on one in West Palm Beach right now. I'm Fingers crossed the contract is in the seller's inbox and hopefully she signs so we can have a West Palm Beach Airbnb. Uh, so what do you consider good Airbnb markets? Uh, I mean, honestly, that's going to be any markets that people actually want to go and vacation to generally. International markets, not interested because we cannot get depreciation. We can't get tax write-offs buying properties in other countries. Because unfortunately, the U.S. government only wants to incentivize us to purchase properties in the United States and give us tax benefits off of those. But if you did have a great deal in Costa Rica and Tamarindo or Tulum, Mexico, I would definitely look at those, but not super promising for, the, for those areas. Okay, so let's go ahead and we're going to go ahead and do the Savannah list here. And again, for those of you that are wondering how the heck do I get a hold of the list, what you want to do if you're not a sub two student is go into the Facebook group, find a sub two student and be able to get the list through them. Sub two students, you'll get access to it and you can go ahead and just literally get uh, get the list and I'll get that posted in the sub two Facebook group tomorrow because I'm probably going to be getting ready for bed after this and I'll get it done tomorrow morning.
So let's go ahead and pull Savannah. Let's go see what's up in Savannah. Okay. So we're going to do it again. Median home price in Savannah, Georgia. Looks like 261000 Again, I'm not taking this as gospel because, you know, realtor.com says three fifteen. So I'm just going to throw in 300000 as our max that we want. Um, so let's do it. Okay, so we are... Once again, we are searching the area, number one. And then what we want to do is narrow this down a bit. So I do want to have residential properties only. I do want single family homes. I'm, I'm probably going to do uh, multifamily here as well. So like duplex, triplex, fourplex. And then I'm also... Again, going to make sure it's not properties on the market. I don't want properties that are listed on the MLS right now. I just, I don't want those. Um, and then the value of the property, estimated value, I'm going to do 300000 I don't want, again, guys, we don't want any properties over 300000 I kind of want to be in that lower, uh, kind of median and below price point for the market. And that kind of goes... Uh, countrywide any market that we ever do marketing in we're always trying to stick within whatever that median and below price is so we had our our value um something else i'm gonna change this one up a little bit because this is what this is a list that i would actually want to to work in that market so one of the things i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put age i'm gonna do 55 plus because i want I want older owners that may be looking to sell soon. Maybe they're looking to downsize. Maybe they're looking to, um, you know, make it make some sort of change because they're getting older. Um, it is interesting. You can do ailments like allergies, arthritis, like that's kind of crazy. But I am just going to stick with age. And then one other, excuse me, one other thing that I'm going to do is years of ownership. I want people, the average per average homeowner, I don't know if this data has changed. So don't yell at me and say, Cody, it's actually eight years or nine years or it's maybe less. But the average, as far as a couple of years ago, statistic that I used to follow was the average amount of time that somebody would own their home for. And the average was about seven years. So, and that's when they would be considering or thinking more about selling. So I'm just going to look for prop property owners that have owned it for seven or more years. And let's also, let's see, what other info do we want to throw in this bad boy? So we had our values. We threw in up to 300,000 demographics. All right. So we are going to apply. That should narrow us down. Ooh, that's actually a pretty... Small little list there. That's good. Okay. So we have just under 2,000 records that came up here for Savannah. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to see out of these absentee owned. There's 470 of these that are absentee owned. So because this is such a small list, I think what I'm going to do is just pull the whole list. I'm going to see if there's any other criteria that I want to throw in here to kind of narrow it down a little bit. 
I'm going to do individual owned only just to make it easier that I'm not pulling up any LLCs. We just dropped 200. So we're going to pull this, these 1700 on this list here. Savannah is a smaller town than like a, you know, a Jacksonville. So um, it is going to have less records. So let's go ahead, grab all these. New list, Savannah. And we will tag it. Uh, 55, 55 plus, uh, 147 plus years. Let's throw that in there. Okay, so that's going to start doing the import, and we'll be able to see what, uh, what results come back on there. All right, let's see here. Let me see what questions that I have here. So that's going to take a few minutes to download. Um, but you guys can let me see what questions that you guys might have about the list. Questions about the list, list polling, anything in relation to that. Chris says, hey, Cody, what's the mic that you use? Um, Roadcaster Pro, I believe. Pace told me to buy. Basically, what happened was Pace just like, you know, took my phone, put all this stuff in the cart of the stuff that I needed to buy. And then I just bought all of it. So I don't know that much about my gear. Hence my setup not being as beautiful as Pace's. I still need to get my background from, I just moved into this house a few months back. Still haven't done my studio up, uh, but hey, it's, it's where we're at right now. Um, Jack says, what's the Facebook group again? So if you want to... Uh, if you want to go to, let me see, Creative Finance with Pace Morby, you can search that on Facebook and it'll literally be the first group that comes up when you search that and you could join that group. Um, I just saw that Jack asked where to find that group. So Alex is asking, what SMS platform do you use after you pull your list? So right now we've been using Launch Control as the one that we're going to text through. Um, but there's there's a lot of different text platforms you can use. That's just the one that we've been using. Um, I think they're all relatively pretty similar. It's really just going to be about pricing, honestly. Ooh, this is a good question. So uh, I apologize if I butcher your name, but Savaiki says, uh, how fast can you go through that list? So a list of about 1,700 records. Here's a nugget if you're cold calling or if you're texting. So this is super important if you're going to be doing either of those things. So if you are using a dialer, so what is a dialer? A dialer is an automated calling system. That's something like Batch Dialer, like uh, Call Tools, Zen Call. There's a lot of different dialing systems out there. But if you're going to be using a dialing system to call through a list, in one day, if you're using a dialer that's calling through multiple lines at a time, you're, you should be able to call through 800 to 1,000 records in a, in a six to eight hour day. So what does that look like? Like what, you know, taking that into actual leads and, you know, contracts and all those things. So if you dial through 800 to 1,000 records, 
like our virtual assistants at startvirtual.com, for example, when they're cold calling, they'll dial 800 to 1,000. Um, got a bug attacking me here. Sorry, guys. Um, they, uh, they'll call through 800 to 1,000 records in a six to eight hour day. And in that day, they'll typically get connected on the phone with about 100 to 120 people. Does not mean that they actually had, um, you know, that, that, you know, those were all leads, right? You know, out of those 100, 120 connects that they get in the day, I'm hopeful that they can get somewhere between one to three leads a day. I'm happy to get one at least every day. I'm ecstatic if I get two to three leads or more in a day. And so if you look at that as, okay, I have a thousand, you know, if you have a thousand records, you only would, you'd call through it in a day. This is, you know, a recommendation that I give people is if they're going to be, if you, if you're going to be the one calling them or you have a virtual assistant calling them, whatever that looks like for you, if you're calling through, uh, and let's say, uh, an amount that you need for a month, if you, if you need, if you're going to have a virtual assistant calling for a month or whether it's you calling every day for a month, you want to have at least 5,000 records because what's going to happen is I know you're thinking, Cody, well, if you can call through a thousand in a day, how is it going to last you a month? Because this is what you're going to do with those records. You're going to call through those in a day. And then what's going to happen uh, or the thousand you'd call through in a day. So in a week, you're going to call through the entire list of 5,000 records. So every week for the month that you're calling through that list of data, you want to then be recycling that data. So what the heck does that mean, Cody? Well, that means basically from all the people that you called over like that five, the first five day period, that first week, you're going to, you know, remove out any of the do not calls. You're going to remove out any that turned into leads. Obviously you don't want to call them again. If you already have them in as a lead in your CRM, right. In your, uh, in your Excel or whatever you're using for your CRM. So, you're going to recycle it for all the people that did not answer the phone out of those 5,000 records that were called. And you're going to call through it again. And then you're going to do it again and do it again. You can do that four to six times with one list of 5,000 records that'll last you about a month before you really need to pull another list. But obviously, it's kind of like uh, it's like a sponge, right? Like that, a list of 5,000 records could be equated to kind of like a sponge where like if you... The first time you kind of do a little bit of a, of a squeeze, like, you know, a lot of water is going to drop out of the sponge, right? Where it wasn't that hard that first time that you did that. But then like week two, you squeeze, you know, you squeeze the sponge a little bit harder and it's like, you know, it's a little bit harder to get liquid to come out of there. You know, by the time you're squeezing it for the third, fourth, fifth time without, you know, getting fresh water on there, you're going to, you're going to be like, you know, straining to get anything to come out of it. So like, that's what happens after you've recycled a list, you know, four five, six times, you still want to do it those four or five times, you know, up to six times based on, you know, how good the list is performing for you. Um, but it's super important to know that you have to know what you're looking to get, because that's one of the biggest things that I see people making the, the mistake of is, you know, I, I see clients like at start virtual, for example, they'll go, uh, they'll have, you know, 5,000 records. And then they expect that to last for like two months with their one virtual assistant. And they're, you know, confused on why they're not taking over the world with one 5,000 record list. You got to have the right amount of data. So that's, it's important to, to know that. So um, hopefully, hopefully that was helpful to understand, especially when you're calling. 
Savakai says, can you show us how to pull 10,000 records? Pulling one record is the same way you pull 10,000. It's just going to be different, different data sets, like different criteria of info that you're going to be pulling. The sponge metaphor. Yeah, ho hopefully that made sense. I mean, let's see. Let's see. Michael says Savannah should be a good list. It's a college city and the only beach we have in Georgia. I'm pumped. I'm pumped too. I think I think it should be cool. Let's see. So there's actually a good question here. Um Michael says, what's the average cost of a VA? Average cost of a virtual assistant. And then we actually had somebody answer. Amy says, my my one friend pays $350 per week for a VA. And then she also said, I believe it depends on who you're going through. <coughs> so it definitely depends on that. So what you want to look at, number one, if you're brand new, don't hire a virtual assistant. It's not a good idea. I think it's a waste of your time and money because you don't even know what the heck you're doing. You don't know if you have a lead, whether it smacked you right in the face and they were asking an amazing price like you just you don't know so that's something you know i i recommend people to hire virtual assistants as they're working on like scaling up their business or if you have a budget like if you have a big budget you have maybe another full-time job that you're you know you're, you're bringing in good money with and you've set aside a budget that you can consistently hold for you know some months as you're ramping up your leads and like you know potential deals then that's an okay time to do it. But if you're like scraping by and you're like, Cody, I have a credit card and like a hundred dollars, like that's not for you. I would not do that. Um, but with virtual assistants, when it comes to hiring them, um, if you go and self source, meaning you go find one on your own, you, uh, you interview them on your own, you hire them on your own, you manage the payroll of them on your own, you manage all you know their uh their time off like all the things you manage training them and all the things you're, you're probably going to pay anywhere from like four to six dollars an hour is pretty pretty regular um if you go through a service that is going to you know help with hiring you know doing the recruiting training or recruiting hiring training sourcing replacing if they don't work out because god forbid you know people don't always work out in your business um you know be expecting to pay for a service like that of anywhere from like nine or ten dollars an hour for the virtual assistant because you're typically having a team that's going to be behind them and helping um with the things that you're working with that virtual assistant on like your tools and things like that as well so just something to keep in mind um like amy said it just depends on who you go through um I, it is it is a shameless plug, but if you think you're ready to work on scaling up your business, I would definitely look at going to startvirtual.com. Um, whether you need a virtual assistant for cold calling, you need a virtual assistant for doing text marketing for you, um, whether you need one to do just administrative tasks for your business, you know, great for that as well. Um, and then also bookkeeping. You know, if you need to have uh, bookkeeping taken care of uh, over at Start Virtual. Our bookkeeper, Tony Counts, actually came and, and partnered with us to launch a bookkeeping service for her to build a team um, of bookkeepers. And so um, that is something that is offered over at startvirtual.com uh, as well. So let's see uh, what some of these questions here um, look like. Oh, interesting. Let me see. Um, 
I actually saw some, what was this question that I saw here? A lot, a lot, a lot of good questions here. T-Town Supreme, Cody, love that you're doing Sunday service. Love the value you bring. Thank you. Um, sometimes it can feel like uh, I am just saying the same things over and over again, but I realize different people are, you know, coming in, they're leaving different people or, you know, somebody, this is the first day they've ever watched Sunday service. And they're like, why am I watching this crazy guy with this peace sign on his hat? Talk about like lists and data and this weird stuff. And why are they giving these things away? Um, but to you, that's this their, their first time listening in. Happy to have you here. This was a good one. Tiffany says, how is your day going, Cody? Nobody ever asks. They always say, you know, where's Cody or where's Pace? Nobody ever asks, how's Pace? How's Cody, right? So thank you, Tiffany. I, I'm doing well. I had an amazing like dinner, I would call it, because it wasn't quite dinner, but it was like kind of a lunch slash dinner earlier, like some steak, some sweet potatoes, and uh, some bacon wrapped asparagus. Fire. I'm I'm living my best life, Tiffany, so I can't complain. Uh, Liam says, what's the sexiest lead source? So sexiest would, to me, when I think sexiest, I think the, uh, you know, it, that in a couple different ways. It's one would probably be the fastest way to get a deal, which is the people with the most amount of pain, right? The most amount of pain that you can then go and solve that problem for. And I would say that's probably going to be pre-foreclosure. So if you don't have a big budget and you can only work on certain types of lists, um, free foreclosures would be the one that I would go after. If I needed to get a deal and I had to get it from marketing and it wasn't like a joint venture deal, I would be going right. I would be going right after pre foreclosures because there's an obvious, like their hand is raised that I have financial difficulties. I'm not paying my mortgage or things going on in my life that are causing me to not pay my mortgage and I need help. Probably that is why I would go after pre foreclosures. Probates are great, but they can take some time because there's like court stuff going on. There's, you know, the, the family, there's multiple family members usually involved in those that you're working through. Those can be great. Um, for like bread and butter, the one of the favorite lists for us are, you know, 55 plus absentee owners. And again, like we're, we're in sunshine states, like we'll do marketing in Florida. We mainly do it in Arizona, but we, I like 55 plus because Typically in Arizona, for example, there's a lot of people there. It's their second homes or people, you know, when they're 55 plus they're retiring. So they might be moving somewhere else. They in Arizona anyways, um, when they're 55 plus, they might be, uh, you know, selling a second home in, in the area. And, you know, a lot of people are snowbirds in Arizona. So we get a lot of snowbird properties and we really like, we built the avatar around like our favorite seller. The favorite seller that we buy from is typically somebody that's, you know, 55 plus number one. Um, they are, they've owned the property for typically 10 or more years. So they've owned the property for a while. So meet 10 or more years probably have equity, right? They probably have a lot of equity in the property. Um, and then third is their absentee, meaning it's a second home. It's an investment home. So they don't have, you know, maybe as much emotional attachment to the property. Um, and the reason that I like those sellers a lot is because they're typically some of the more reasonable ones. 
because they're not living in it. They don't think it's the, the next best thing since sliced bread. They're, you know, people that are living in their homes and selling it to you. They always think it's better than everyone else's. Um, so when it's a secondary home or it's an investment home and they've owned it for a long time and they're, they're older, what we find is there's a good amount of those sellers that like convenience selling, not where you have to go and, you know, bang them over the head and try to get this killer deal and, you know, uh, just get it for 50 cents on the dollar. Like a lot of the times we get these sellers and they'll, they'll sell it to us where, you know, we'll make like, for example, like we have a deal that, um, the guy just, he was older. He, he had stuff in the house. Like it was, it was his second home. He lived in Minnesota and he, he had a primary, his, uh, uh, you know, his second home was in Arizona. So he'd stay in Minnesota during the summers, come down to Arizona in the winters. Now he's older. He's like in his eighties and he's just like, I'm just not going to come down there that much any, anymore. And I don't want to list it and go through the hassle of like, cleaning out the stuff out of the house. I don't want to have to go through fixing it up and getting it list ready and, and responding to inspections and all these things with the realtor. And so for him, it was like, if he could just get some of his stuff that was in the house shipped to Minnesota back to him and just be done with the house and just like wipe his hands clean, he was okay to take a little bit of a discount. So that's what he did. We, you know, we bought this property for 290,000. It needed about 30,000 in work. And it was worth 400 after we fixed it up. Now, was that like the ki most killer deal in the entire world? No, we still ended up making about 40 grand on it. But for him, he didn't have to fly to Arizona, go through all of his crap. He had, he had some family members in Arizona that went there, packed up his stuff, got it shipped back to Minnesota. So he didn't have to deal with it. All this, all the other junk he left. So he didn't have to one fly to Arizona to pack up his stuff or, get his, all of his junk thrown away. Three, there was a lot of little things that needed to be fixed, just little plumbing stuff here, a lot of cosmetic things that needed to be fixed. So he was able to avoid those things as well. And then four, he didn't have to go to Arizona. Like that was like a big thing for him. Like when you're in your eighties and it's like 120 degrees out, like you don't really enjoy Arizona that much. So, um, so that was, and he didn't want to have to have the stuff move, you know, get to him in Minnesota when it was freaking snowing either. So it was like this debacle of like, you know, going in Arizona when it's 120 versus like moving in the winter when it's nice in Arizona and having all that stuff get there when it's snowing. So those type of sellers are, are my favorite because like, you're not, you're just dealing with reasonable people. You just, if you, you know, for those of you that actually do deals, what you what you start to realize after some time is like you don't need like these like ridiculously motivated people. You need reasonable sellers, people that are able, you know, willing to sell for a reasonable price where you're going to make some money. You're not going to get a home run, steal the deal type deal. But, though, you know, reasonable, you know, base hit deals like those are the deals that we like. And I'm happy to do those all day long. Oh, let's see. What other questions are here yep someone said i hired a va new and it was a waste agreed yep you don't want to do it when you're brand new like if you don't know what the heck you're doing and you don't have a budget it's a quick way to burn you know blow your load of any savings that you do have you want to do it when you're ready to scale or if you have a consistent full-time job where you're having money that you can set aside mm -mm -mm. okay So Mike from Boulder says, Cody, talk for a second about pulling 10,000 random records 
versus a number of smaller niche lists for cold calling and the difference in results. So like the, the way to, uh, really like maximize like your, your budget that you're going to be spending, especially when you don't have a ton of budget is pull, go for like the juiciest opportunity type of leads, right? So niching down your list, instead of just pulling like 10,000 records of absentee owners, like going instead to a list of like pre foreclosures, another list of probate, another list. If you're in a state that these do well in tax default, those would be three really good little niche lists that you can go after. Um, and then another niche list could be go and talk to 10 different fix and flippers in your market, go find their favorite zip codes that they like to buy flips in, and then create a custom list of all of those fix and flippers zip codes that they like to buy in do like the median price point in those zip codes. And then uh, do people that have owned those properties for like 10 years or more do people that are 55 or 65 plus, um, you know, another niche list that we, we like to do in Arizona uh, on our marketing uh, that could be more niche is like two story homes where the people are 65 plus because why? And, and then they're owner occupied because most of the time people that are 65 plus that have two stories are getting to a stage in their life soon where they don't want a two-story. They don't want to be walking up and down stairs. It does not feel good on their joints. It does not feel good on them, right? Um, it, you know, so that's like just a niche thing of like, okay, thinking about the people that would be selling and what does that also fall in? 65 plus, two-story homes falls in my reasonable seller's equation where they've likely probably owned the property for uh, a long time, you know, at least 10 years. So things start to change. Um, so the, the reason you don't want to just pull like 10,000 random records is like, yes, you can get results from it. But if you only have a limited budget, it would only make sense. It would be irresponsible of you to go and pull random data. It would be irresponsible of you to just pull 10,000 random records. You want to pull the niche stuff where there's the highest levels of motivation, the highest level that there's a chance that somebody wants to do a deal with you. Those are the people you want to be talking to. Mm -mm. Let's see. Lots of good feedback here. Uh, somebody asked, what was the company name again for virtual assistance? When you're ready to scale, not if you're brand new. Startvirtual.com is a great place to go. If you're looking to scale or if you're at any point in your business and you need bookkeeping services, you can go and book a call, our bookkeeper, um, that we've used for years now um, is building her her bookkeeping team over at Start Virtual. Okay, I'm gonna get a couple other questions here. I'm gonna answer a, a couple questions here. I did pull lists, a couple lists. I know because we're running out of time, and I really enjoy answering the questions instead of just you know pulling lists and like boring everyone to death on here. I wanted to answer some questions and bring, you know, some value that way. Um, but I will be getting the, uh, the Jacksonville and then the Savannah, Georgia list. I'll get those into a Google drive and then get those shared to the sub two group. Um, so the sub two students can share those with, with people that go into the creative finance with pace more Facebook group. And you can check that out. Uh, Marco, if Cody made more Zooms, I would definitely drop everything. This gentleman spits fire with the right questions asked. 
I need help on my YouTube channel. I can, you know, make answers to questions. Hit me up on Instagram. If you have some questions that would be help. Like if you have questions that you think would be helpful to a lot of people, not just super specific. Like I have this deal in Georgia. It's like a commercial mixed with residential property. I can get it on a sub two seller finance hybrid situation with a three-year balloon. I need help underwriting it. There's no comps. Can you do something with this? Like, don't send me a message like that, please. Um, you know, if you, I can make something more, you know, I can make something a little bit more general, but could also answer your question. Um, you can go to my Instagram um, and I'd be happy to, you know, make some YouTube videos around, uh, around the questions that you might have. This is, if you don't already know, where is my, where is my name at on this dang thing? Here it is. So if you do not already have me on Instagram, you can go to Cody Barton official on there. I will never ask you for money. There's been people that are faking Pace's profile and mine and asking people for money. We will never ask for money on Instagram. So you don't have to worry about that, but you can follow me on there. Um, shoot me a DM with questions. I'd be happy to make YouTube videos on those and answer anything on there as well. Okay. And when Pace comes back next Sunday, maybe uh, Pace and I can pull a couple more lists. I just didn't want to make this entire call about just pulling lists and just boring everyone to death. So I, I hope that uh, the the question answering here was able to you know bring more value than just doing that. Uh, Mark says, "What classifies an absentee owner?" So an absentee owner is just somebody that they're not living in the residence, right? It's either their rental property or they're not living in it full time. Like they have their mailing address going somewhere else than like the, the residence that you're marketing to. That's really all it is. All right, let me see if I can just get a couple more questions answered and then wrap this bad boy up. Uh, T-Town says, Cody, how do you think immigration and massive influx into certain states will affect markets? So if you're in the markets where migration is going to and you're, you have been investing in real estate and you are investing in real estate, I think there's a lot of opportunity still there. That's why Pace and I are still buying in Arizona, um, you know, places like Florida, Texas, a lot of people going to those areas. I think the markets where people are leaving, um, like California, there's still people going to California, but there's a lot of people that are leaving California. There's a lot of people that are leaving New York, you know, markets where it's just not friendly to business, where it's just not friendly to a lot of like the freedoms of like being able to like go out and do stuff. Um, you know, most States that look, you know, it seems like most States are, you know, lax now and like open to do whatever. Um, but you know, during the last couple of years, like people now going more virtual are going to be moving. Like the, the thing that happened in these last couple of years is people are going to be traveling and, and realizing, wow, I get paid. I live in San Jose, California, or I live in, you know, I live in Silicon Valley and I'm making 250 grand a year, which is like, I'm just able to survive making that living in Silicon Valley type money to I'm making 250 grand a year. Now I'm remote. I can go move to Texas, to Dallas. And 250 goes a lot further than it goes in Silicon Valley or they're in New York and they they're making, you know, 100 grand a year. And it's like it's tough if they're, you know, depending on what part of New York you're in 
and they can move to Florida, they can move to Tampa, they can move to Orlando. And they're like, 100 grand a year here is, goes a lot further, right? So I think just with the, the economy just going more virtual, there's going to be a lot of, you know, more income diversification. Like we're seeing that a lot in Arizona where people are able to work remote. Um, I had some family that, you know, uh, that actually moved to Arizona that they had been stuck in California at their job, but they just went remote um, during COVID. And now, you know, they're higher income earners. They're able to move and, you know, have a great lifestyle here versus like it's not an, that much considering based on where they're living in California. So I think there's a lot of things that that are going to be uh, changing from that. But I'm very biased. I would only ever invest in, um, honestly, for landlord friendly states. I would never touch a property that's in a, a, a blue state. Sorry to everyone in blue states, but it's it's a business thing. I don't want to have to wait a year to evict a freaking tenant that's not paying me in a property that I own. I just won't do it. Um, it's up to you. There's, there's great, there's states that have great appreciation. California is one of them where the markets just appreciate like crazy. Um, so there's pros and cons too, to, you know, being in some markets and not being in other markets, but that's just something that we look at that we would just only want to be in a market where, you know, we're able to have control of the property, lower property taxes for us is important. Um, and then also, which is why we're not really buying too much in Texas because property taxes are high. Um, but you know, that's, I guess, my two cents on it. Uh, okay, let me get, let's grab one more good question here. Aaron, thank you. Aaron donated 50 bucks. I don't know where that goes. I think that goes to, to Pace's Instagram. So he'll be excited that you got, or Pace's, uh, YouTube. I think he'll be stoked about the uh, youth about uh, what's it called? Probably getting some sushi or something. Appreciate it, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you for the the support and and the help here. Um, just being here and, and supporting what we're doing. I'm looking for one more good question and then I'm going to close us out here. Tell us about your uh, last deal. So just bought a deal this week. Um, went under contract on a duplex that we're working on turning into a triplex. There was a third unpermitted addition in the back of it. Um, my girlfriend, Hiel, actually brought this deal to Pace and I for us to buy. So we're buying it as a duplex with a third unit in the back. We're going to, once we close on it, um, we'll, I'll make a YouTube video on this one because this is an interesting one. Um, uh, so this back unit isn't permitted. So we're going to go to the city. We're going to work on getting a um, separate meter and electrical and doing everything the city wants to get it a permitted third unit. Um, so we can increase the value and then increase the rent that we're able to charge in this third unit that's already on the property. So um, that's how did it go? Well, I'll update you on YouTube because I'm pretty stoked about it. It's going to rent, rent really well. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, Joel says, don't California my Texas. That's funny. Pace and I never like to get political. We're pro-business. So if you can imagine, Charlotte says, don't forget about rent control in California. Yeah, so um, 
if you can think about the states that would be the most pro-business, that's where we're going to be doing business at. That's really it. Um, this is so funny. This is, so this is, I'm going to leave it on this. So to some people, 250,000 a year is wealthy, depends on where you live and your expenses. That's exactly it. And that's where this economy is changing. The world is changing because people are migrating to different markets. <clears throat> because they are able to be virtual now. So um, super, super exciting times. I think there's a lot of opportunity in real estate over these next couple of years. Um, the market will be shifting um, as we all see interest rates going up. We will start to see some changes, but it is exciting times nonetheless. So um, guys, for those of you that are sub two students, I will get the drive with those uh, lists posted into the Facebook group and you could share those in the creative finance group with different people in there that you can squat up with. Um, hopefully I was able to answer some questions or give some insight that you can, that you each one of you on here can go and take some actionable, you know, uh, actionable steps on. This isn't just for fun. It's, I hope that you're able to learn things from here, go and implement and then have an actual change happen in your life that makes something in your life better. So that's why we do this. Um, again, for those of you that, you know, we're tuning in for the first time, Sunday service every Sunday, 7 p.m. We are, again, sponsored by Batch Leads. So you can check them out, uh, batchleads.io forward slash Sunday for 5,000 free records. And I hope everyone has an amazing week. Um, my birthday is this Friday, May 20th. So send me a birthday message because I won't see you guys until next Sunday. But with that, we'll see you guys. Have an amazing week. Oh, oh, oh.